This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Alexander City, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. I'm less, but he is a God of time. He has taken everything and broken it down into segments. We have a second, we have a minute, we have an hour, we have 24 hours, we have a day, we have weeks, we have months, we have years. In fact, in the Word of God, he says every seven year is a reset. And the 50-year jubilee is the big reset. So when I read this scripture, it just the light bulb went on to me that every year is a reset. Every year is I can push the button and reset my life. I've got my whole life, my whole year out in front of me. And, what it, and so when, I'm, when I look at these two verses, now that's how I look at this verse. Because what did he say in verse 12? A land, you could even say a year, for which the Lord your God cares. The eyes of the Lord your God are always upon it. From the beginning of the year to the end. Hallelujah. So what does that year look like? Well, he tells us in the verse before it. It's a land. It's a year of hills and valleys. It's a year. He, 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 oh. He's already telling you what your year's going to be like. He's already telling you. You're going to have some hills. You're going to have some valleys. You're going to have some highs. You're going to have some lows. You're going to have some good. And you're going to have some bad. You're going to have some joy. And you're going to have some sadness. You're going to have some bright, bright days you're going to have some dark days. Oh, he's, already, he's, going, he's already telling you. He's already preparing you. He's already giving you uh, uh, the word that you need to know that this is what your year is going to be like. <laughs> and, and hills, you know, I don't know if, if, if you ever, ever, you know, talked. We think of hills a lot of times as being, those are the High places in God. Those are the good times in God. Have you ever talked to anybody that's ever climbed a mountain? It wasn't easy. And the higher up you go in the mountain, the less things grow. Stuff only grows up so high. And then it gets hard and rocky and cold and very, very, very little grows. And then once you get all the way to the peak, there ain't nothing but ice up there. Nothing is growing up there. Now, I say that because sometimes we, we always want the mountain experience. But how many of y'all know that's in the valley that you find the fertile ground? It's in the valley where you can plant your crops. It's in the valley where the rivers of the Lord make glad. It's in the valley that the streams, even the water that's on the mountains, flows down from the mountains into the valley to nourish the valley. Sometimes we think of our valley experiences as, as a place that we don't want to go. But I'm going to tell you right now, you can learn some things in the valley you can't learn on the mountain. 
you'll, you'll come to a place in God in the valley that you won't never get to on the mountain. Because it's in those deep, I, well, let me just say for me. Let me just say for me. It's been in those deep, dark valleys where I have found this peace that I'm talking about, this joy that I'm talking about. I didn't find it when things were going good. I didn't find it when things were wonderful and, and I had joy and I had, and, and I was just, you know, my kids were all around me and everybody was doing what I wanted them to do. I didn't find what I found until everything went to hell in a hat basket. Until chaos ensued. And I found in that valley something that I, I, I never would have found. And I'm telling you what, that's what your, that's what your year is going, will do for you. When you set your heart, you set your eyes, you set your ears on this word, you, you determine within your heart and within your mind that you're going to be intentional about God. You're going to be intentional about spending your time with God. And you know what? Trials come to make you do that. Your trials come to make you be intentional about the time that you spend with God. I know what I'm talking about. Been there, done that. Am there, do that. I mean, I've always studied the Word of God. I've always spent time with the Lord. I've always prayed. I remember... um, when I was younger, way younger, when we only had Ronnie and Ginger, they were our only two children at that time. We lived in Crestview, Florida. Ron worked for a, a car lot. He was selling cars. We were minister of music on Sunday, and he, his day to work, you know, during the week, his job was um, uh, to sell cars. And um, Ronnie was a, a ringtail tutor from Kalamazoo, my daddy would say. He was a handful, a lot like Philly Cheese is, y'all see running around here. I mean, he was, he was just go, 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 and do, do, do everything that there was. I mean, you know, when he was a year and a half, he climbed on top of the refrigerator. You know, I mean, yeah, he was something else. And um, I remember this one time, Ginger was, uh, uh, was about three, three and a half, four, something like that. And Ginger was one and a half, two, somewhere in there, about four and two. And, um... It was Christmas time, and I had set up the Christmas tree and, you know, the decorations and everything. And um, I had, I was doing something with Ginger. I think I was putting her down for a nap. And I came up, and I heard this noise, this crash. And I came up from her bedroom and went into the living room, and Ronnie had climbed up in the Christmas tree and knocked the Christmas tree over. And all the decorations go everywhere, and everything is a mess. And so, you know, I, I, you know, I tell Ronnie, go out in the backyard and play in the backyard. So I, you know, got to get this Christmas tree put up, fix, get it all back together, all that kind of stuff. And I managed to do that. It was kind of like this, you know, kind of a Charlie Brown Christmas tree at that point, you know. Um, but um, then and I noticed, you know, I hadn't seen him in a couple hours. You know, y'all might think, you know, and I was like, okay, what, are, what is he doing now, you know? So I went out the backyard, and he had gotten the water hose. Now, it's a good thing we lived in Crestview, Florida, and it wasn't 20 degrees outside. You know, it was about 70 degrees. You know, it was not cold. But he had decided that he was going to make the big mud, mud hole, 
you know, and just wall around in the mud like he was a pig or something. He was covered in mud from head to toe. And um, so um, I say all that to say this. Ron called to check on us later on. I finally got Ronnie, you know, soused him down in the, in the tub and got him all cleaned up. And I, he didn't take naps back then. And I'd set him on the couch and I said, I dare you to move. I turned on the TV, watched Transformers or whatever the heck it was back then, you know, but I said, I dare you to move one inch. And um, Ron called. And back then, you know, we didn't have cell phones. It was, you know, a wall phone that had a really long cord, you know. And um, so Ron called and he said, well, how's your day going? And I said, well, let me tell you. And I couldn't, you know, started to tell him. And he, I got finished with all that. And he said, well, did you start the day with the Lord? Oh. What? I mean to tell you, if I could have climbed through the phone and took the cord and wrapped it around his neck, and I would have pulled it. I'm as tight as I could pull it because I was. That was the last thing I wanted to hear. Have you? Did you start the day with the Lord? I was like, well, that's fine for you to say. You can go off down the road and go to work, and you don't have to deal with your children, your son that's you know tearing up everything, you know. But um, you know, but. Later on, after I, the smoke, you know, after I calmed down, the temperature went down from about 300 to back down to, you know, 98 degrees. Um, the, I heard the Lord say, you know, he's right. I said, I know it. I know he's right, Lord. But at, after that point in time, when, when I, you know, when I got over myself, <laughs> I said, you know, that's true. I, I don't care what is going on. And, you know, after that point in time, I had three more children added to that. And they were, from Blake to Kyle, there's three years and three months. So they're bam, 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 bam. You know, so they're pretty, pretty quick there. So um, I made it a point. If it was nothing but, back then in those days, when you got five kids, it was, it maybe it was a 10 minutes with the Lord. Maybe it was 15 minutes with the Lord. But I made sure that I got up enough time that I spent some time with the Lord. I put my eyes on the word. I settled myself down and said, Lord, lead my day. Lord, lead my day. And I'm telling you what, you've got to be intentional about that. You've got to make a decision that I'm going to set you first in my day. Because I've got the rest of my day that I need to go into. I need to have the right frame of mind. I need to respond to the things that are going on in my life. I need to have the right things to say. I need to choose the right things. So I need to set my heart, my eyes, my mind on what you have for me this day, Lord. So that I can do and be what you want me to be. And I can seed things into my future that you want me to have. If I make the wrong choices, then I've got to start all over. So I'm telling you, you've got to be intentional about making this word your first choice. And as as the Lord began to deal with me, you know, when we started coming to church here, I heard Pastor Bruce say, you know, that he read through the Bible in a year. And I thought, well, I have never done that before. 
So I started reading through the Bible, and I have a Bible plan. I read through the Bible every year. I purpose in my heart now every morning, especially since these last three, almost three years, I spend about two hours with the Lord in the morning before I ever do anything else. I have to have it. I guard that with everything that's in me. I guard that. If I have to get up a little bit early, I'm going to get up a little bit earlier so that I can spend at least an hour and a half to two hours with the Lord because I need to set my eyes on this word. I need to set my ears to what he has to say. I need to set my heart on this word because there's going to be a lot of hills and valleys. There's going to be some experiences and challenges in this day that I've got to have what I need on the inside of me so that I can overcome those challenges, so that I can make the right choices in those challenges, so that I can respond the way I need to respond. Now, does that mean I'm perfect? No. But I've got to position myself. If I don't position myself there, I'll never get there. I've got to make a decision to position myself there. I guess that was kind of free. But... um, you know, this is what God is saying here. And, and when he tells us in his word that, and I love this part, a land that you're going to possess of hills and valleys, which drinks water of the rain of heaven. Hallelujah. All of your experiences that are out in front of you, all of this year that's out in front of you, The water from the rain of heaven is raining down on it, nourishing it, feeding it, watering it, developing it. You know, if you don't have water, you can't grow something. If if the water doesn't come, it's going to dry up and blow away and you won't have any harvest, will you? You won't have anything. So the water from the rain of heaven, oh waters those hills and those valleys, those experiences, those challenges, those opportunities to overcome, those opportunities that are coming your way for you to choose this day whom you're going to serve. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. And then when, when I read the next part, when I read that next verse, It opened up my eyes so much more. A land for which the Lord your God cares. There's not a minute in your year of 2024 that God doesn't care for. There's not a second of this year of all of the unknowns. Any of you got a crystal ball? The Lord doesn't tell us what those experiences are going to be, does he? He doesn't tell us what those challenges are. He doesn't tell us what those opportunities are going to be. He just tells us this. He cares about it. He cares about your tomorrow. He cares about the next minute. He cares about the next. He cares about and and his. And then it says his eyes are always. Not sometimes. He don't take a break. He don't go take a nap and go to sleep and then wake back up. What? What I miss? No. That's, that's not. He says his eyes are always upon it. 
from the first second of 2024 all the way through to the last second of 2024. Uh, Maybe that doesn't give you all the comfort that it gives me. But it lights my fire. It tells me my God has already set his eyes on everything that's coming my way. He's already set his eyes on it. He's already gone before me. He's already made a way for me. He's already got a plan for every minute of my 2024. He's already got uh, uh, things set out for me. He's already made provision for me. He's already made provision for you. And, and, and this is the, but this is the key. It's up to you and me to possess it. It's up to us to take, he's, he's told us, I'm already there. I'm already there. I'm in every minute that you're going to face. I'm in every situation that you're going to come against. I'm in every challenge that you're going to knock you upside the face. I'm already there. I'm already in it. You possess it. I'm there with you. I'm in you. I'm neither even in your mouth. I'm never going to leave you nor forsake you. I'm with you. I've already seen it. So because I'm in you, because I'm with you, you can possess whatever this year has in store for you. Whatever joy it has, whatever disappointment it has, whatever high it has, whatever low it has, it doesn't matter. Whatever difficulty it is, no matter how dark it is, God has his eyes on it, and he cares for it. Oh, glory to God. He cares for every minute of it, every second, everything that's going to happen. He's already wrapped his arms around it, and he says, here, possess it. Take possession of it for the glory of God. Take possession of it. You... uh, Let me just share a couple of things that just ought to further light your fire. Isaiah 41 and 10. Because when we have unknowns, what do we tend to do? When we don't know, when we don't have, we don't see it, what do we tend to do? Fear. We tend to fear what we don't know. Did you hear? We tend to fear what we don't know. But he just told you something you do know. Mm-mm-mm. What do you know? What do you know? God's eyes are on this year and he cares for it. You might not know what it looks like. You might not know what those hills and valleys are going to look like. But you know that God's already put his eyes on it. Hallelujah. I hope you're hearing this. You might not know what it is, but God, you know God. Hallelujah. And he's with you. Verse 40, chapter 41, verse 10. Fear not. There is nothing to fear. For I, you, hallelujah, do not look around you in terror and be dismayed. That's some of the problem. We look around at things that we don't got any business looking around at. We listen to things that we don't have any business listening to. We, we listen to the news. We listen to what the neighbors say. We listen to what whoever, our boss or whatever, whatever, whatever it is that you, you know, I purpose in my heart. I don't listen to that stuff. I don't listen to the news. I check the weather, you know, 
And, and pretty much somebody's going to tell me what's going on anywhere, somewhere, you know. Um, but uh, I, don't, I purpose in my heart not to listen to all that stuff because I can't afford to listen to it. I need to listen to God. I need to put my eyes and my ears on what he has to say. I don't need to look around. Do not look around you in terror and be dismayed. For I am your God. This next, this year, 2024, I will strengthen you and harden you to difficulties. Hallelujah. We just sang, he's my shield and my buckler, my strength, my defense. We just sang that in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Praise you, God. Yes, I will help you. And I love this part. Yes, I will hold you up and retain you with my victorious right hand of rightness and justice. Now, what are we, what are we fearing? We're held in the victorious right hand of God. We don't need to fear. This year, with all of its challenges, all of its difficulties, you need to come at it like this. I've already won. I'm a victor. I have the victor's prize. Hallelujah. Because God said, I'm held in his victorious right hand. He's won, so I've won. I don't come at it, I'm going to win. I have won. I have already won. Hallelujah. That's how you need to approach Everything that happens in this year, glory to God. Praise you, Lord. And you know, when I picked out the songs um, at the beginning of the month, I didn't know I was going to preach today. So God is a good God. (laughs) He knows what we need to sing. And I love that song, Song of My Father, because he sings over me and it says, Through the fire and the flood. Hallelujah. I know I'm not going to be overcome. So chapter Isaiah 43 Chapter, two, uh, chapter 43 and verse 2. When you pass. Now, what does that tell you? You're going to pass. They're coming. It says, when you, when you, when you in 2024 come to some hills. When you in 2024 come to some valleys. When you come to some deep waters. Because... That tells me that they're coming because it says when you, when you, not if you, is when you, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. Woo! Hallelujah. They will not overwhelm you. Glory to God. His eyes are on it. He cares for this year. When you're coming to those times when it feels like you suck an air through a straw. I know all about it. Been there, done that. Felt like I, I mean, it even felt like I wasn't even breathing. I mean, it felt like I must know God was breathing for me. He was breathing in me. Oh, they will not overwhelm you. When you walk through the fire. Now, it just said, it didn't say if you walk through the fire fire did it. It said, when you walk through the fire, you're going to have some hot times coming. There are going to be some times when you're going to be tested and tried. That's what trials do. Trials test and try you. They, you know, when y'all have, you know, when, when they put uh, gold, it's, it's heated and they can, you know, all those metals, they go through that heat. They go through that time of great 
temperature and heat to refine them and get them to the place that they need to be gotten to. Well, the same thing happens with us. That's what the trials and the hardships of life, the, the times where you've you got to run to God. Now, you have a choice. You don't have you. You can run the other way. It ain't never worked out very good for anybody I ever saw that ran the other way. I'm running to God. Through those trials, through those opportunities, through those challenges, through those, those uh, you know, uh, um, I, th- I think of a man named Les Brown. And he would say this. He said, man's opportunity, man's extremities are just God's opportunities. When you come to those extreme times, these are extreme times, Isaiah is saying, that you're going to happen. When you pass through the waters, when you uh, walk through the fire, you will not be burned or scorched, nor will the flame kindle upon you. For I am the Lord, your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, there's not... There's not anything that's coming to any of us in 2024 that we cannot possess, that we cannot overcome, that we cannot, we already are, and that we can't walk in victory in. There's nothing out there. Why? Because the Lord our God cares for every bit of it. He's already... Having his reign, his reign is already coming down to reign on every experience that we have to face in this year. Glory to God. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And we know that his eyes are on it from its beginning to its end. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. You know, there's a scripture that, and I'm probably getting ready to close, but there's a scripture that... um, that, you know, I, all of us, we love Paul. I mean, if you've, if you've been a Christian for very long, you just, Paul is, what, what a, what a uh, model he is. What a, a example that he is. And he has always been. And in this opportunity that we have in 2024, as we're walking out, our lives daily, daily, as we're coming, as we're facing all of these hills and these valleys, these new opportunities, these challenges, these difficulties, these dark times, these joyous times, whatever that is awaiting for us in 2024. As we come, and, and we just read, we're, we're, we're going we're, we're to go through them. We're going to go through the water. We're going to go through the, the fire Notice we said through. We're not stopping in the water to drown. We're not stopping in the fire to be burned up. We're going to go through to the other side. Hallelujah. That we can say like Paul did in 2 Corinthians 2 and 14. But thanks be to God who always. Notice that word always. Not sometime, not every now and then, not just when you're good. Not just when you do everything exactly right. Mm. 
Thanks be to God who always leads us in triumphant procession in Christ. Glory to God. And then this last part. I never really paid attention to that last verse, the last part of this verse. I, I always loved, you know, we always like, we like the victory war cry. You know, yeah, triumphant. I'm, I'm in the victory line. I'm, I'm a winner. I'm going on with, I'm a, more than a conqueror. Hallelujah. We like all that. But then this, the last part of this verse. And through us. Mm, now, this is the reason why you need to possess some land. This is the reason, this last part of this verse is the reason why you need to possess this 2024. This is why you need to take every challenge that comes to you and possess it for the glory of God. Because through us spreads everywhere, everywhere, the fragrance of the knowledge of him. Oh, when, when you're going through the things that you're going through and you're coming, you're going through them. You're not being overcome. You're going through the fire. You don't have the smell of smoke. You've got the fragrance of God. The fragrance of the Lord is just following you everywhere you go. And it's a sweet smelling perfume. You know, there, there's, a, there's a little restaurant in, in Wallsboro where we live on 231. It's called Champ's Barbecue. You cannot drive down 231 and not smell Champ's Barbecue. I mean, you, you, it's like, whoo, boy, that smells so good. And I, I mean, I got to fight my car wheel not to just turn on in there. The fragrance permeates the air. And it creates a desire in you. Ooh, man, your mouth starts watering. I think I'll go get me some barbecue. Well, that's the way we are. That's the way we are. When we go through the challenges of life, we go through the trials of life, we go through the floodwaters, we go through the fires, we go through the dark times, we go through the deep pains of life for the glory of God, and we possess it. We're not overcome by it. We get on top of it. We overcome it. And then this fragrance emanates from us. And it's the fragrance of God. And everywhere we go, we don't know we have that fragrance. We're not, we're not, I'm not talking about airs. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about because you have the joy of the Lord. Because you have the peace of God. Because you have the love of Jesus Christ in you. You create this fragrance. And it's attractive to people. It whets their appetite. Their spiritual lives start getting something. Wow. Hmm. Something about them. Man, I, I know they just, they just lost somebody. And look at them. They just lost everything they have. And they've got joy. They've got a smile on their face. They've just been through a, a, the off, awfulest time. And, and they can laugh. It's the fragrance of God because you have possessed 
the challenge. You have possessed the opportunity and been a victor in it. Everybody wants to be around a, vic- a winner, don't you? Do you ever want to be? Do you see anybody clamoring for, I, I want your autograph. I know you lost. You came in last place. I want your autograph. I've never seen anybody do that. I remember back when I was in uh, senior in high school, we went to cheerleading camp at Auburn. I'm not all y'all Alabama fans, I'm sorry, but our, our cheerleading group, we were from Florida. We didn't go to Florida, but we went to Auburn. <laughs> Maybe that was because I was captain of the cheerleaders. <laughs> but anyway, um, and there was a, a, a guy there. He was, he was um, going to school there. He was an Olympian. His name was Harvey Glantz. I was a runner. I was a track star, run track too. So I got his autograph because he was an Olympian and won the gold medal. You know, every, everybody wants to be around a winner. People who win, people who have that, they have that attraction to them and everybody's attracted to them because why? We want to be winners too. We've been designed to be winners. We've been designed to possess the land. God has made us like him. He's not a loser. He's a winner. We're made in his image and likeness. We're made to win. We're not made to lose. And we have God with us. His eye is on this year. He cares for this year. He's already seen beyond what you and I can see. And he says, I'm leading you in triumphant victory. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And you will be a sweet-smelling fragrance everywhere you go. You'll be attractive to everyone. They'll want to know what you got. And they'll come to know him. Hallelujah. Because you possess the land that God has out in front of you. Oh, I don't know about you, but I want to be in that line. I want to possess every obstacle, every conflict, every trial, every battle that God has out in front of me. I want to possess it and wear the victor's crown. Glory to God. So I can lead others in triumphant victory as I follow my Jesus. The one who makes me triumphant. I don't do this within myself. I'm not patting me on the back. I'm not patting you. I'm just telling you, this is how we do it. Hallelujah. This is how we do it. We make this determination in our heart. I made a determination when I finally pulled my, when the Lord finally pulled me up out of the miry clay that I was in those first six months after this happened. And I made a determination. I said, this will be for the glory of God. I determined it to be for the glory of God. I make my decision right now. What is your 2024 going to look like? What is your 2024 going to have? Hallelujah. It's going to have a lot of stuff in it. But you can overcome every bit of it. You can walk with this 2024 with the joy of the Lord that is your strength. You can walk through and overcome every challenge that comes your way. Because God is with you. Hallelujah. He's in you. He's walking with you. Hallelujah. I don't, if you're watching out on social media, I hope that this has been an encouragement to your heart. But let me tell you something. <clears throat> and if you're in this house and you've never made this Jesus I'm talking about, your Lord and Savior, it starts there. Oh, that will set you on the right path. That will take you from going in the opposite direction and turn you around and set your feet on the right path that God has for you. 
Hallelujah. I want you to say this prayer with me. Father God, I thank you for sending your son, Jesus, to die for my sins. I believe that he is your son. I believe that he died for my sins. I confess my sins. And I know that you forgive me. And I thank you for it. I thank you for it, Jesus. Take my life and do something with it. Teach me and guide me in your ways. And I give you all the praise and glory. It's in your name I pray. Amen. Now, if that's the first time you've ever prayed that prayer, you are in the family of God. Hallelujah. You have been welcomed and accepted by Jesus Christ and by God the Father. You are a member of the family of God. And we want to help you. If, if you would just contact the church on our website, mypassion.church, you can contact, you go to that website, click on an Alexander City campus. You can contact us through there. There's a phone number there. You can call us. You can write. You can come by. We're here Monday through Thursday, 9 to 12. Someone is here. And we would be glad to give you some information and help you further on your way. Now, before we go offline, I want to pray for, for anyone out there on social media and everybody in the house. Thank you, Lord, that you have given us your word. Hallelujah. And your word, it, it feeds us. It encourages us. It nourishes us, Father. And I pray, God, that for everyone on social media and everyone in this house, in the name of Jesus. That they will set their eyes, their ears, their hearts on this word. They will intentionally make that decision to spend time with you. So that they know that they know that they know. That your eyes are on this year. You care for it. You have made them victors. You lead them in victorious triumph. And they can possess everything that comes their way for the glory of God. And we thank you, Father, for it. We praise you, Jesus. We thank you, God, that nothing is too hard for you. Nothing is too big for you. And with God, all things are possible. And we're with God. Hallelujah. So all things are possible. We thank you, Father. We give you glory and honor and praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.